A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Force Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. We're now also calling it the Jabba Sail Barge of our party. What else should we call it? Something that doesn't blow up, I think, would be good. Good point. Yeah, so we should find some, <laughs> the home one, because home one hasn't blown up that we know about, right? That's right. The home one of the rebel fleet. Yeah, that's good, too. I think home, yeah. If you don't know exactly what home one is, it's a little, it's like... It's, it's, We're in the part of Admiral Akbar's <laughs> ship that people who don't breathe water can be on. Um, it's awesome. And, you know, if you're out there listening, you tweet us. Yeah. Use the hashtag Force Center. You tell us what this should also be. Yeah, exactly. What is the third descriptor of the show? Because <laughs> I come from a point of uh, being an old radio guy, Joseph, that, that I don't plan a lot of things. You know, a lot of times that doesn't work. Sometimes it works. So I just say things and then I lock into something. Yeah. And that's what it is. It was the, the center of the galaxy. Yep. Just started. <laughs> something I just barfed out one day. Not that it's the greatest thing or anything, but it just becomes. So if anyone out there is like, wants to add, this is your chance. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, we would encourage it. I do like Java Sail Barge. I think that's a good one that's because good one. We, do, we do like to have drinks. Because here's the thing. Who doesn't enjoy a party bus? Yeah. Well, to be honest, <laughs> now that I think about it, I've never really enjoyed a party bus. It is uh, like the uh, you go around Hollywood and you see those buses, the, the tourist buses with inaccurate information. And I like imagining that, that the sail barge is flying around Tatooine, Tatooine and uh, you're getting inaccurate information <laughs> yeah. from Job about what happened there. Yeah, I love it. There. I love that there. Uh, we digress. Here we are. It's Force Setter. I'm Ken Napsok. Joseph Scrimshaw's here. Jennifer Irlanda, at the time of this recording, still out on a well-deserved vacation. Cannot wait till she comes back so we could grill her joseph on her wonderful appearance in that target that's uh, right rebel and all of us commercial we want to know all about that as soon as jennifer gets back yeah so she'll be back soon um uh, we'll get to that but we got a great topic here we're going to dive into today and uh this was a uh, fan suggested but uh by so many different fans we really kind of can't give credit to one so yeah this is an uber fan all compiled yes this is a like a a, a voltron or a constructicon <laughs> Uh, forming one giant robot um, here. Uh, and the question and what we're going to dive into today is how much Darth Vader, the Dark Lord of the Sith, do we want to see in Rogue One, which, of course, hits theaters December 16th of this very year? Joseph, the trailer, the second trailer, got the much-anticipated official shot. Yep. He's in the movie. He's for sure in the movie. After some debate. Yeah, I think early on there was a thought he wasn't going to be in it. It was real rumor, like yeah, because it had been so advertised of like, look, look, this isn't the big players; these are the side characters, the small stuff. Yeah, and then it was big rumor that he's going to be in it, and then that great confirmation. Right. So, so as we gear up the road to Rogue One, uh, how much Vader do we want to see in Rogue One? Is what we're going to dive into today as our main topic. Joseph, I think the best thing to start with is. Going back to that time, yeah. Going back to when Rogue One was announced, and whether or not Vader, whether or not even lightsabers were going to show up yeah. in this movie, and start there, could we have been happy as we look back now? Because we've had this discussion in other forms and other shows. There's so many places to talk about it. Sometimes just over dinner. Um, <laughs> are we happy that Vader's even in it? 
Let's uh, start there. Yes. I am happy that Vader is in it because I never had any need for Rogue One to shy away from main characters, to shy away from lightsabers. Mm-hmm. What I wanted it to shy away from, and I think it will, mm-hmm. is Jedi. Because right. I want, with all of the other canon filling up, I want to preserve that Obi-Wan, Yoda, Luke, mm-hmm. maybe Leia, if you interpret her as the other, yeah. uh, uh, that they were truly the, the last hopes. Right. And I didn't want to have yet another kind of Kanan and Ezra. Kanan and Ezra are ending up being sure. really enjoyable. I think they're, especially if their story ends the right way. Right. Then that's going to fulfill my need. So Vader being in it mm-hmm. is actually, has always been great for me mm-hmm. because I think, uh, I, I don't want there to be logic where, where a character should be there. Yes. That they don't show up. And if these, yeah. this rebel cell is causing trouble and getting close to a really sensitive issue, mm-hmm. that's Vader's character. Uh, to use a Star Trek uh, analogy, like early in Next Generation, they would talk constantly about how tough Worf was. Mm-hmm. And then in order to show that a villain was tough, they'd always beat Worf. So mm-hmm. we were always being told, Worf is so strong. Yeah. And we never got to see Worf be strong. And mm. it's that kind of thing of like, if Vader is the hand of the Emperor, if he's the one who helped hunt down the Jedi, right? I want to just see him do the top-of-the-line Vader stuff mm-hmm. that he is supposed to do. It's the Vader kicking ass we always hear. Yeah. Oh, I want to see Vader kicking some ass. Yeah. I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. I, I, I'm, I, I'm definitely now where you are. Uh, I have to admit, because I think, again, like I said, it's other places where I've talked about it, um, where I was a little more like, I'd be okay if, if none of the regulars show up. I'm down with that. But it was also, I think it was a combination of seeing Vader show up in Rebels yeah. in a way that I loved it. Yeah. Still one of the best things about Rebels going right now is how they use Vader. He's used sparingly, but he's used, like you said, I'll do it myself. Yep. Inquisitors have failed. This has failed. I've got to do it that way. Great. Um, but also, kind of depending on uh, the, the tale of what you said there, is uh, um, I want this movie to not be afraid of its place in the timeline. Yeah. And you just said it. Logistically and logically, Vader would be there. Yeah. It's the Death Star. Yes, Krennic is the main villain, but Vader is in story. The number two guy. Yeah, and I, I have just started reading the Darth Vader comic. I've gotten through, like, the first mm-hmm. arc uh, where, spoilers for people who haven't read, where yeah. Palpatine is really punishing Vader yeah, for yeah. failing in regards to the Death Star. Mm-hmm. So also, just logically, if there is a relationship in canon where Palpatine is saying, the Death Star is your responsibility. You yeah. protect this yeah. asset, and if you screw up, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. So it makes sense that Vader is... You know, not only from what we know from A New Hope, but that the Death Star is Vader's responsibility. Yeah. And when I call Vader the number two, yeah, I'm not taking Tarkin out of the mix a little bit because I'm going by the rule of two here with the yeah. Sith. Um, yeah, Tarkin definitely, as we see in New Hope, is the one holding Vader's leash and, and is uh, above him, certainly in rank. And, and maybe by, um, as we're seeing in the comics, do do a great job. It's one of the better things about the Darth Vader comic is... Maybe the Emperor, Palpatine more than the Emperor, if you catch my uh, yeah. dif- different, trusting Tarkin more yeah. than he trusts crazy Anakin, yeah. who still might be pining for his girlfriend or wife. Um, you know, so, yeah, this all it all makes sense and can get me to a point of I'm very happy Darth Vader's in Rogue One. And it seems like you are, too. I am. I'm thrilled. Haven't heard a lot of people saying they're unhappy with him in. 
No. Uh, maybe a little bit here and there. But then it's the big question now that we dive into is how much? Yeah. We want them there, but how much? Yeah. So when we've been getting these questions, I am going to start imagining that it's going to be a cameo so I don't get upset in the middle of the film uh, or at the end of the film. Gotcha. Like, the, you know, the Force Awakens experience that a lot of us had of enjoying the movie but then also starting to get nervous about where's Luke. Yeah. And then ultimately it was done so well we mm-hmm. didn't mind, especially that it was a promise of, well, next one's mm-hmm. going to be all Luke all the time. Right. Uh, but we don't have that with Rogue One. Right. This is our rare on film, as far as we know right now, it's wide open, yeah. to see Vader in action. Right. So if it is Vader, you know, we got the one shot of him looking at, you know, schematics and plans and everything. Yeah. If it really is him being kind of an office administrator, <laughs> I would be real bummed. Yeah. I want to see, even if it is 30 seconds, mm-hmm. I want to see him swinging that lightsaber, throwing people around with the force. I want to see him terrifying. Yeah. Um, and it, to me, goes to the point that I've mentioned before, too, is, is again, the place in the story. Yeah. Where does Rogue, Rogue One, uh, excuse me, where does A New Hope begin? It is with Darth Vader chasing the rebels who now have the plans. Yeah. Real angry. Pretty pissed about it. Yeah. And the plans have been beamed aboard her ship. Princess Leia's got them. At the time, lest we forget in story, she's still a senator. Yep. This is a big reveal. She's a rebel sympathizer, and this is how we learned about it in story. Um, for us, we just know from the beginning as fans, like, oh, she's a good guy. It's the bad guy versus the good guy. But yeah, the right. political reality is big. This is the first time. And if you read Lost Stars, Claudia Gray's great book, I'm going to read it, I think, again, at least this chapter before Rogue One, because it is the first part where the Thane and, and um, why am I drawing a blank on the female character, uh, 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 Sienna, yeah. uh, Ray, um, when they're graduating around that time from the Imperial Academy, and, that's, and Princess Leia, who is still on their team, so to speak, is supposed to be there, and she is there, but she's distracted, and there's all this stuff. That's because the mission is going on. The Rogue One mission is happening at this time. Yeah. So the reveal of her being a rebel sympathizer is big in story. So the fact that it's Vader chasing her means to me that this ends badly for a lot of Imperials in Rogue One. Yes, that they have failed. I'm looking at you, Krennic. Yeah, in that Krennic must be punished. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why we haven't. That's why Krennic's not uh, bouncing around in his lovely jaunty cape on the Death Star. <laughs> that uh, that Vader, there's a possibility that Vader will deal with him. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think there's also been so much in canon. There's just kind of the logic of well, yeah, Darth Vader's tough and powerful. But there's been so much in canon that I love where uh, rebels are aware of him yes. and aware that they can't deal with him. So we got the whole Lords of the Sith book. Mm-hmm. which is mostly rebels trying to stand against him, and they just can't. He slaughters them. Right. Uh, we get that uh, uh, again in the cartoon Rebels, mm-hmm. where they know they can't stand up with him. I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, in the, on the season finale, even Darth Maul is like, well, yeah, I can't take him by myself. Right, right. So the fact that everybody knows yeah. you can't go up against this guy. Right. It's cool to hear. I want to see it on screen. That's the big thing. And... and you know, I've heard theories of uh, no one in Rogue One survives other than Vader or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Meaning he cleans house and that this ends tragically. Um, <laughs> now go out and buy these action go figures, buy these kids. Action figures. I can't see that happening in full, but I yeah. think we're going to see some deaths. 
I think some people are going to die. I think it's going to yeah. be very noble. Yeah. I hear this is, I want to prepare myself for a cameo so I don't get let down, but I get so excited, Ken. I'm oh, so excited. Jumping out of I'm, I'm, I'm quivering with excitement. <laughs> I would love to see a, a different rebel cell get taken apart by Vader. So smart, that, smart way to deal with that. So that our heroes go like, well, we kind of already knew about this guy, mm-hmm. but now we're seeing it for ourselves of like, holy crap, he took a spaceship out of the atmosphere with his hand and he, he slaughtered everyone here. Unleashed. We got to come up with a plan Z well, of how to get around this guy. Yeah, it's, it's simple storytelling. I go to pro wrestling. You just mentioned it, what they failed maybe a little bit in a way to do with Worf, but it's how, how you're going to get a villain over is he beats the strongest person. So there's got to be stakes. Yeah. There's got to be stakes. And you know what? You open up a train of thought to me because I've always been like, Vader should be third act. And I still think Vader's third act. Uh, he definitely has to be there, but first act could very well be a yeah. failed mission. Yeah. Another Rogue Two. <laughs> Jillian Ursay yeah. is, is over there, and and Captain uh, Kurt Andor, and Vader starts the movie by destroying them. That would be amazing to start with Vader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you sit down, and, and I think... If you sat down and you were like, well, I'm a Star Wars fan or even a casual Star Wars fan, is this going to really feel like Darth Vader? (laughs) Like, yeah, then you just got everybody cheering. If it starts with a failed mission and Vader's there kicking ass and then it's like, Krennic, don't let this happen. Krennic, you are the Imperial Security Chief here. You're the one in charge of the Death Star Project, you a-hole. Get this. Look what you just did. And you were reminding me because you were pointing. I want to see some classic (laughs) uh, Darth Vader School of Sign Language where pointing means almost everything. (laughs) The Darth Vader School of Sign Language is anything could be pointing, and then a fist is join me. (laughs) That's true. But, yeah, I want to see a lot of lecturing finger on Krennic. So if it starts in that terms and and Vader's over as the baddie and there's now weight beyond just the global weight of, hey, we're the rebellion against the Empire. Yeah. Hey, Jin, you want to join us? We know there's going to be stuff with family tied in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the plot to uh, Rogue One, Catalyst, the great book. Uh, I'm already saying it's a great book. Is it Lucino's writing, and I think that the description, which takes place mostly during the Clone Wars times, it appears. So awesome. Uh, there's there's weight in that regard. But I don't think, just looking at the outside of the Jyn Erso character, of what we know so far, I don't know if she's connected to her father. Yeah. This could very well be, screw you, Dad. I don't know. I think there's still mystery, even though we know her father's a part of the story. Yeah. There's still question marks to that, but I think there's got to be some weight, and 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 we know if if Cassian Andor's like this is a tough mission, but I'm with you. It's because maybe his buddy's got a, a lightsaber through the chest from Vader at the yeah. beginning of the movie. Yeah, that'd be great. We also know it's really cool to just kind of know in canon that we're going to see the on film the sort of systemic abuse of the galaxy by the Empire. Right. So we know we're going to see that facet of the Empire's mm-hmm. fascism and power and control. Right. And then there's just that fascinating idea of this is a very rigid government, but yeah. then there's a man in weird, ancient, ritualistic armor yeah. who has a lightsaber that no one else is supposed to have, that no one in the galaxy but criminals have, except mm-hmm. for this guy does, yeah. and he can kill you with his mind. And, and his sorcerer's ways. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we also know that we're going to get with Chirrut Emway and, and Jeddah, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. planet. Uh, yeah. The other side of the force of people who can't use the force but do worship it as a religion. Yeah. And that, to them, Vader's, you know, he's Satan. He's, he's, he's the devil. Yeah, he's the devil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so to get both, to, to really fully paint that picture of 
what was bad about the Empire? Because you know, the original trilogy, we don't we, we don't have uh, enough time. It's not the story they're telling. Yeah. So we don't get to spend time with that. So I'd love Vader to represent that. No question, Empire was bad. Yeah. For everybody. And yeah. Here's why. Yeah. Again, we hear it in New Hope. We we just accept the Empire is bad. Uh, but what I love about some of the canon books they've done so well is to paint some question marks in that. Lost Stars does a great job of that. But then you see in life that uh, what what the Empire did to Kashyyyk and what was left of Kashyyyk, yeah. it does, yeah, it does what you, it starts to do what you want it to do. So to see that in the beginning, um, I really hope that's what we get with Rogue One. And, and I I believe, I mean, when we get Forrest Whitaker saying, you know, hey, it's, it's a dark time, thing, things ain't good around here, um, we're going to get some of that there. But, uh, yeah, so the Empire to me has to be somewhat whole at the beginning and a fully functioning Empire. yeah. Um, which, you know, we got Star Wars Rebels, the show, proving that there's some holes in that. Uh, and what's the timeline of that? Five years before New Hope? Yeah. So, so and now, and now not, now I think it's every season is kind of a year, so now it's three years. It's close, yeah. Right? So it's getting closer and closer to Rogue One. Right, right, right. Um, we know Vader's not going to be the main villain of this. I think it's no. a safe bet. Yeah. 100% bet. Uh, pick to click. Um, but I got to ask you, I got to ask you, Joseph, I'll start with you. Um, is is there's not a limit on the time you want Vader in this movie, but is there is it will, will there be too much I for you? I can't imagine too much Vader, um, because I feel like if they leave a lot of room for him, there's so much to be done and to be said. He right. can be just a side character where you you know his, how, how powerful he is, and you just get to see a quick burst of power or right, right. that relationship or. But there is so much to explore with him. Like we keep saying, has been explored and fleshed out in canon in books. That would be great to see on film. Yeah, to see how how his anger motivates him. How he is aware that he kind of that he feels both like he was foolish as Anakin, right, to believe everything the Jedi told him. But he's also just kind of the Empire and the Emperor's lapdog. Mm-hmm. So he's powerful and angry, but not really ha- happy. He's not supposed <laughs> to be happy, but you know, he, he doesn't have everything he wants. He wants power, and he's still in the exact same position he was in with the Jedi of, I am so powerful, and I am still under, instead of being under the whole Jedi Council's heel, now I'm under Palpatine's heel, and I'm even under uh, Tarkin's heel. I'm kind of okay with that. I'm this Krennic guy, screw him. Like, there's just... There's so much nuance to explore with him. I can't imagine mm-hmm. being like, too much Vader. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you convinced me a little bit in the sense of uh, I, I was going to, in my mind, say I do want him contained to a nice little corner, and I'm okay with Krennic, and I'm okay with the Death Troopers. Yeah. But I think we're going to get that, so I don't, I'm not worried that that's not going to happen. Um, but it, I guess my worry might be in saying there's too much Vader, is that there maybe there's too much Vader done wrongly. Yeah. And I could worry about that. Yes. Especially, let's just say, and I, I don't want to fuel into that speculative talk about the reshoots, the famous reshoots of Rogue One. Right. Which may not have been anything and it may have been everything. But let's just say they come back, give us more Vader, give us more Vader. And, oh, and if yeah. it was wedged in in a way that felt improper to me or inappropriate or just used incorrectly or used too much, that could be where I maybe think True. there's too much Vader. But if it was, if it's organically done right and it doesn't undercut Krennic as a villain to me yeah, and undercut the Death Troopers, which to me represent at this point from what I know or what I'm guessing, Krennic's power because he, he himself right. is probably not powerful. So it's his, it's his right hand of the law. Um, so maybe the question is, is there going to be too much Vader? It's just inappropriate use of Vader or appropriate I think use so. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I do think that 
Krennic looks like a really cool character. I love his description. That's now on the databank that he's obsessed with finishing the Death Star that has been having problems. Right. Uh, so I love the description of the character. Ben Mendelsohn, obviously an amazing actor. Just the shots of him, he looks so powerful and intimidating. Yeah. And I don't want him to be undercut by Vader. Yeah. And ha- have him be the main bad guy. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think what I really, really want, yeah, is that small bit of Vader. Mm-hmm. but that there's a mix of his relationship with Krennic. Yeah. So you get his tension and his attachment to the Death Star. Yeah. And then I just want some Vader in action because, yeah. you know, we can and we should. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, to quote Jar Jar Bink, you used to say people going to die? <laughs> I think we have to see Vader doing some some relatively gruesome things uh, as best much as you can in a Star Wars Disney movie. And I don't believe Disney has some great rules they lay down. I, I think that sometimes gets blown out of proportion. You got a Disney fight. No, no, but I just you gotta think business and business wise. And you know, I, I, I at the John Williams concert I sat in, in front of two precocious, adorable three and five year old Star Wars fans and I had a great conversation with a five year old kid named Sebastian <laughs> who was dressed as Kylo Ren and had a blue lightsaber and I was like I actually guilted his father to getting up and going to the conve- the the souvenir stand and buying a green lightsaber right there. Because the kid He's like, what's your favorite one? He's like, the green one. I'm like, you don't even have one, Dad? <laughs> I feel bad about that. I'd like to apologize to that person. Um, That's great. But, uh, uh, you know, I I, I just, uh, yeah, again, I, I I just, the appropriate use of this of this villain is where I'm going with this in the story. Um, I want to jump to a fan question, though, because uh, I got a little lost there. Uh, uh, Kirk Helsig on Facebook asked, do you think Orson Krennic will die? If so, it will be by Vader's hand. Um, and that's what I was going with. Uh, Vader, how, gruesome, and how, how well he'll do it. Um, d- I can't see Krennic surviving this. And I think it. why I've jumped this question up to our yeah. topic, Joseph, is because I think the two are intertwined. I think so. I think this has to end in Vader being pissed off. Yeah. And saying, I, I have to do what you can't do. Yeah, I think that has to happen, and that's what I want a little bit here too. It's not just Vader killing the rebels, yeah, but Vader going as he's proven later on. We know killing his own men because they fail. Yeah, and I think we—that's an evolution in the original trilogy that that he does that. Yeah, and I think this is a great through line of Anakin wants power, and he yeah. wants it for various reasons. He becomes Darth Vader. He still wants power, and he still doesn't yeah. have it. So to have him like Krennic screws up. Yeah. And Vader knows he's going to take the blame for it and have that be one of the end beats. Yeah. You know, if that's the second to the last scene mm-hmm. of Vader mm-hmm. choking Krennic in a either classic way or like hopefully a fresh take on the classic yeah. choking. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to the actual final scene of them transmitting the, yes. the plans. Yeah. So it ends on a note of hope. I think you could get away with a little bit of like the malevolence and how much you should be afraid yeah. of the empire and that they are still in power and that yeah. this matters. And, you know, yeah. And, and, and again, uh, Kirk Helsing on Facebook, this is a great question. And he, and he talks about, uh, you know, you failed me for the last time and stuff he says. And I, I know it, and he says, I know it doesn't matter, but he's not in the boardroom meeting in a new hope. And again, that goes to Lucas at the time in 75, not knowing that Orson Krennic was going to be created <laughs> in 2016, but in story. Yeah. You, you know, they, they could have very easily, it seems cheesy, but they could have easily, if uh, the main villain in this was General Tag or yeah. some other Imperial officer that, that we, we already knows. know. Yeah. yeah. But instead, they decided to create someone new, and I think that does matter. I don't 
you know, if Krennic survives and they send him to the wall, if it was, if it was Westeros, um, you know, okay, and we get some, but wh- what do you do with the character at that point? You know, have a comic book series, Krennic at the wall? Like, what do you got? <laughs> um, Krennic's cape corner. There's a, there's a stakes for him, too. Yeah. And I still think we're going to learn a lot about what happened, retconning as sort of an answer for our, us uh, fans who love asking these questions of, why did it take so long to build the first Death Star? I, was, I, I made a noise out loud with my mouth on the floor of San Diego Comic-Con because it, <laughs> that was the first place I saw the text under yeah. his costume about yeah. he's obsessed with completing it. Yeah. You know, and now they've, they're building such a picture of yeah. Geonosis, we know, was... Right. They they were the original had the plans. Planned. They started building it. Yeah. Tarkin was overseeing it. Yeah. Something went wrong. The Empire looks like they wiped out the Geonosians. Yeah. Some people are, are saying that they think one of the planets in the trailer is Geonosis. Right. Yet another Vader hook, because now we're now we're reaching back to like, yeah, you mean the planet where Padme told me she loved me? Yeah. Yeah, you know that place? Wipe that out of existence or don't. Maybe he has a different reaction. Yeah, it all yeah. ties in. That place where yeah. I was chided by the other Jedi for not being able to uh, let my Padawan go and I had to rescue Ahsoka and yep. would not leave that place? Yep. Uh, so yeah, that, that's so tantalizing. Mm-hmm. And, and I love the idea of Krennic yeah. being the character who represents all of that, who's going to connect that whole story for us because Krennic yeah. is the builder, The you know, the actual architect of the Death Star. Yeah. Tarkin was the manager, but you know, yep. you go to an Arby's, that manager didn't build the Arby's. He wasn't the one who said like, I got the permits. This Arby's has been stalled for 19 years. I'm getting it built. That's the architect. That's and, uh, not the general manager. Piet is the one taking your order, right? Yeah. He's the one serving you up the Ar- Arby's there. He's saying, are you sure you want curly fries instead of potato cakes? Also is the one uh, messing up the order. <laughs> For sure. Uh, yes, that's right. Beef too We've thick. just turned the Empire into an Arby's. <laughs> yeah, the critic thing's exciting. The fact that this goes when he was uh, alive and well in the Clone Wars time and as part of the, yeah. the, you know, the Separatists or you know, Palpatine grew to trust him at an earlier time and blah, 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 blah. And that um, Jyn Erso's father had something to do with all this. It's great. And I wonder too now, we're, we're a little off the reservation here as we like to do sometimes off of uh, Force Center, but uh, um, I like the idea that it's, we could get a reference to Poggle the Lesser. Oh yeah, I one. hope so. Poggle the Lesser, Watt Tambor with his yes. weird tuning device yes. on his chest. Yeah, but Poggle the Lesser would be awesome. Yeah. Bring the, you know, I, and I feel like the, the whole uh, Lucasfilm machine is yeah. less afraid of the prequels now. Yes. Now that they've fully established, like, don't worry, the yeah. classic trilogy vibe is back with The Force yeah. Awakens. We can play with these like areas they, now. Going back to the original topic of what we want Vader to do here, I mean, it could be, you know, someone could be like, uh, well, Paul Go the Lesser, Paul Go the Lesser was a stupid idiot as he was wise. Hated that guy. Clumsy as he tried to kill me. Not going to speak about that. Yeah, yeah. I have a specific Vader question for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I started out by talking about, I'm going to try to plan it as a cameo, and then I can't shut up about how much sure, I want to see him sure. in action. I think we're setting you up for disappointment. Here. I think so. Yeah. I, I fear it, and fear is the path to the dark side. Yeah, yeah. If Vader does not, we don't see him in action. Right, yeah. What would you be happy with in place of Vader in action? A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Uh, his shadow looming over everything. There. Okay. 
mentions of him uh, answering to Vader. Don't let Vader down. Um, it seems like we're not going to get the Emperor in it, which is fine. Yeah, I'd love to see, much as like we'd love to see you McGregor get that shot at, at Obi Wan. I'd I'd, I'm a, I'd love McDarmon to get one more good Emperor shot. Oh yeah, that. yeah, that would be amazing. Um, be be awesome, but it doesn't look like we are. And I mean, Tarkin, it'd be too odd to recast Tarkin to me in, my, in this. In this, you know, I don't want yeah. a digital Peter Cushing digital uh, young version of him there. Or something yeah, like that. So I don't I'm want happy. Tom Hiddleston with the fake yeah, cheekbones. Yeah, yeah, I don't want that. Um, so. In place of Vader being the badass Jedi or Dark uh, Lord of the Sith that we all uh, think he could be and is and just never seen, just having his presence being a consistent threat to both sides yeah. is something I could live with. And then if he shows up at the end and is like, I'll do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So you could live with that. Yeah. You? Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think if if I didn't see him in action, uh, I would want a a scene that has like, rich emotion or thematic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, power where, you know, if, if it was reaching back to Geonosis or just like a little bit of insight into how on screen, how he feels about his relationship with the emperor. Mm-hmm. But if it is just sort of like um, almost his role in a new hope where we don't, we just get introduced to him. Really? We don't get to know a lot of just from that movie. 18 minutes of Vader. In yeah. Movie, right. Yeah. yeah. Like I think even 12, I yeah. think it's, uh, yeah, you might, yeah, it's really, really short and he makes a huge presence because of yeah. the, the voice and the, the vision and the, the music. Yeah. But that's just, now we want to, I want to know him a little bit yeah. and I want that to be on screen. So I either want to see the action or I want to see like a truly resonant, emotional mm. scene that connects back to big themes yeah. of Star Wars. And done in, a, and done in a way that I think the Vader comic is uh, when it succeeded, and I think the comics take, take it some big swings and misses on some things, but I say it with complete love, but the, some of the big successes make me recommend that comic series to the end of the, uh, of the day because it really does a good job of tying Vader to Anakin, to his past. There's great moments of tying him to Luke. That you can still have a big, foreboding, evil character who's still a creature on the inside. You know, yeah. there's still a part of him there. Yeah. And uh, I could see that. I, it's definitely not the focus of the story, but no. there could be some motivations. But I just don't want him as a, as a walk-on in the background. He's too important. And right. I love that we're right. going to get these, these to know these smaller characters. I think it's going to be Jyn Erso's movie, and I think it's going to be yeah, these characters' yeah. movies. Movie and I and I love that. Yeah. But I feel like if you're gonna, especially this early on in these Star Wars stories, if you're gonna bring in a main character, mm-hmm. give him some meat. Yeah. I have. Now that I've been thinking about it, yeah. I think I have my pitch for my ideal. Here we go. Uh, of Vader's appearance. Yeah. So we get him a little bit in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Then our heroes are doing okay, and then you know there's the classic structure of the second act. The end of the second act is the hero's lowest. Mm-hmm. The long dog tea time of the soul. Yeah. So that's where I want Vader to pop up and do some slaughtering. That can Maybe work he takes out mm. one of our key people, but he certainly stops our heroes from their goal in a way that makes them say, mm-hmm. well, this is impossible. There is a guy who is incredibly powerful in the Force. Mm-hmm. You can't shoot at him. He blocks it. He can kill hundreds of us with a wave of his hand, mm-hmm. this is impossible. Shared Emway, your stick ain't working here. Yeah, that's really cool that you can beat these bucket heads, as we're yeah. calling them now. Yeah. Uh, but you can't step to Vader at all. No one can. Yeah. And we keep coming up with plans. And then you, you get the heroic thing of like, well, we're going to come out, come up with a clever plan 
that sidesteps him, that right. tricks him on a mental level, not a physical combat level. Right. So then our, in, in this movie, our heroes get to be our heroes, and they foil Vader, and they fuel his anger. Mm-hmm. But then it also sets up the whole concept of a new hope, where yeah. Bail Organa says to himself, great, we got the plans, mm-hmm. but we can't get around Vader and his emperor, mm-hmm. and we need a Jedi. Yeah. We need a great Jedi. We need a Jedi who even knows the ways yeah. of Vader. And that, I mean, that's the whole sort of belief system of our, our heroes in mm-hmm. the original trilogy, that we need a Jedi. Yeah. We, so I would love Rogue One to set up yeah. that this can't be done without a Jedi, ultimately. You've got go picture. Yeah. <laughs> You've got go picture. You green shot. lightsabered it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I got nerd chills. They're multiplied. <laughs> yeah. It's electrified. Um, I think we answered the question there. I think so. It's how much Vader do we want to see in Rogue One? A lot. Yeah, a lot. But a lot of important. And it's also important, do you mention, too, the note, too, uh, of uh, outside the story, just as, 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 as they're making this film, it's important to give Jyn Erso this film. Yeah, Absolutely. And Cassian Andor, Diego Luna, uh, and and the others. It's important. It, it would it would definitely suck if here's a uh, female-led Star Wars story, but isn't Vader the best thing about it? Yeah. I want her to have her moment, um, and I think that's going to happen. Yeah. But Vader's Vader. Yeah, and I think you said it really well. Of yeah. It's not about his screen time. It's about it being used well. Yeah. So if he's in the movie for five minutes, and those five minutes are great, I'll be ecstatic. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. Rogue uh, One in theaters December 16th, 2016. <laughs> is that the year we're in? It is. Yes. Oh, okay. It all <laughs> so seems like one painful. year since Dis- It seems like two months ago Disney bought yeah. this film. Yeah. It's amazing. It's still going. Guys, that is our main topic for today, but we'd like to dive in a little bit more like uh, from our fans and some of the questions you like to uh, not just ask us. I like to say it's joining the conversation yeah. with you. You guys do such a great job prompting us. It's why we continue to do it, to hear have your voice heard on the show here. Kirk Helsing uh, reached out on our Facebook page and wrote the great question about, do you think Orson Krennic will die? I, I felt it was part of our main discussion, but we got some other questions here from some great fans, Joseph, that we're going to take now. Yeah, and they're all Anakin, Vader, or Dark Side related Ooh, for a nice thematic episode. It's almost like we planned that. <laughs> Everything is going as I have foreseen. Uh, Jason Winkworth. I love going from an impression of Vader to a nice <laughs> radio. Jason Winkworth on Facebook asks. Uh, but Jason had a great detailed question. He says, after R2 fixes the hyperdrive on the Falcon and they escape from Cloud City with Luke. <laughs> Vader does that great double take out the viewport and walks past a nervous Admiral Piet when up until that point, uh, Vader has force choked and killed anyone who screwed up. Do you think this is the first sign of Vader revealing that there's still good in him, having it freshly brought to the surface after a confrontation with his son? Or is it simply a case of Vader saying to himself, effing seriously, again, uh, I don't even have the energy to choke this guy. <laughs> I've, I have thoughts on this. I actually yeah. have had thoughts since I was a kid on this. Oh, yeah. I, it's, it's a moment that, that, that stayed with me. Uh, for whatever reasons, uh, you could – I don't know what it says of me. I've always had an affinity for the Imperial officers. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Uh, I love Moff Jer Gerard. He's one of my favorite characters. Love Admiral Piet. Love General Veers. Um, Pycelle now on Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> or formerly on Game of Thrones. Um, so I always had a soft spot for Piet, and I was like – as a kid – I mean, this is early on. I'm like seven years old yeah. going, I like these Imperial officers. They're really good at their jobs. Yeah. I, I felt like this. Guy, he didn't earn it because we all, like, he didn't mess up. It's not his fault, Vader. Yeah. He didn't do it. 
So I always was happy that he was saved. So this moment, it's a great question, Jason, has has resonance with me that I'll concede the floor here. No, no. I really have taken, always taken it as, number one, Vader having some respect for Piet. Yes. That there was a reason. He was like, get Ozzel out of here. Choked, he's done. Piet, you have it. Don't fail me, but you have it. I, Vader's not dumb. He's not some crazy maniac. He's got to keep in line a little bit with some strategy, and I think he likes Piet. Yeah. There's a reason Piet rise, rose to the ranks. Um, so I think he per- saves him, but I think he's so affected by what just happened that he's in a daze. I've never taken it any more than just him going, I've got to rethink what I'm doing this is real now yeah that was my son this changes everything uh we know now in the comics he's been looking for his son after boba fett of all people reveals that it's his yeah which is a a good moment for me but um so yeah uh i i that's i I, that's a moment that's been one of my favorite star wars moments um piet was not disposable no i think that to me is in my head canon is a big moment of it but i think vader is like what do we do now yeah I agree with you. I have several thoughts. I have always had a powerful reaction from a kid, too, about the slaughter mm-hmm. of the Imperials and mm-hmm. the, a moment of relief that Piet escapes that. And I right. think it has something to do with, especially if you're really young, mm-hmm. Vader seems like, uh, I don't mean this as a joke, as the father figure. Yeah. And it seems like that scary sort of like, what, what, you can't, what if dad gets mad and you can't please him? Right. You know? <laughs> In real life, too. You know, when, when you're stuck in that, that, you know, I have a little bit of power, but not enough power, and the person above me can just make a decision. Right. It's really relatable. Uh, I think that I, in general, have always taken it as, yeah, mm-hmm. Vader's got way too much on his mind. Mm-hmm. And, and that little bit of softening, exactly as Jason says, of he just had this confrontation. He's maybe feeling some, yeah. a stir of weird emotions he didn't, expect to feel doesn't even know how he's going to play it with the emperor the sub question here i want i want you might have some great thoughts on this here do you think this is the first son of him revealing there's still good in him to that direct question i kind of think no but what do you think yeah i think maybe question i think that you can yeah i think i have to go high pitch yeah i think you can i think that's a valid interpretation Mm -hmm. because Vader is shown, at least on film, at maybe his angriest. Yeah, you know he's been mocked and 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 yeah, and yeah, yeah. The rebels are leading him around by the nose. The Falcon keeps escaping him. Yeah. Um. So, and he's really showing that anger by taking out anyone who fails him. Yeah. And there's the explicit like, I'll I will choke you if you fail me. Yeah. And then the fact that he doesn't does to me seem like just a little bit of, I'm not going to lash out his anger as my first thought. Right. I'm going to take a step back. Because it seems like earlier in Empires, they're like, got some therapy. I don't care. Like, you feel like the rest of the people could be like, you know, there's no one in charge of this ship. Did you, could you not do, where are we going to get lunch? You killed the cook. Like, you get the feeling that he doesn't give a damn. You cross him, you're dying. So the fact that he's just like, I'll I'll let it slide. I also do, I like how Ozzel, this is kind of uh, mm-hmm. filling in other information to Empire, but I like how Ozzel seems like he's maybe more on the politics side of thing. And he's like, mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. you've got a laser sword and you're part of that religion thing, mm-hmm. but I'm just being a good military officer. And I've always gotten the vibe that Piet's in sync with Vader. Yeah, that's he's like, I'll do it. I'll do things your way. I, yeah. don't, I know how you do things, and I'm going to do it the way you like. Yeah, it's even, uh, it goes to Jedi. Uh, you know, uh, it's an older gold, sir. It checks out. I was about to clear them. Yeah. 
okay, I'll clear them. Whatever you want. Where yeah. Oswald would have been like, no, uh, trust me. Yeah. There's something going on here. And maybe Oswald would be right and actually would have been proven to be right that yeah. it was rebel spies. But uh, it speaks to Piet just kind of uh, gaming the system a little bit, but in a way. Whereas, like, Captain Nita was completely disposable and a bumbling fool. Yeah. I think Vader recognized it. But to the thing about my, my take on it, no being a first sign, uh, yeah, you, uh, maybe it's the, probably the right answer because yeah. we, we don't know for sure. Um, what Kasdan was mean at the time, but I think I think when I see him going, hey, we could rule the galaxy, clenched fist, yeah, uh, as father and son, I don't see it as good. No, it's it's still rule the galaxy, and you can become my apprentice and, and perpetuate. The, and now we know from Sith, it's what he's wanted for nineteen years. Yes, yes. Um, so it, I don't take that as good. I don't think. The you could I could write off and maybe I am the the saving of Piet of just strategy and just not having time. I still think it's that. I really don't know if the good invader really really springs up at any point. I think it might have been always kind of there. Yeah, here you know what I'll say. I yeah. think it is to use uh, uh, Luke's verbiage in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I think it is the first sign of conflict within him. That's a good way to say it. Yeah, that it's yes. the first time he's like, I'm going to, instead of just lashing out, mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. stop and think about yeah. exactly how I want to handle this. And maybe some of that is, that Piet's pretty good. I don't want to find. Yeah. I don't got another good underling. So, whereas Jason asked a great question, is that the first sign of good? Is it yeah. little Annie showing up? No. No. I think that's always been there. We're seeing now with canon in the comics, they do a lot of these good flashbacks. And I like the way... They've flashed back to Padme and some other uh, the Vader stuff and, and even uh, Lords of the Sith going back to Ahsoka and, and, and different times. So I think it's always there. Again, this is still a, a humanoid creature in there with thoughts, and he's not all twisted machine yet, you know, yeah. or, or, uh, ever really. Um, but I think you've, that's the way it's the first conflict. And you yeah. could argue that it's the first sign of good. But again, I say it's always been there, but it's maybe for the first time him questioning what he's going to do now. Yeah, and maybe pulling back just a little bit on the anger. Right. If maybe that would get him what he wants ultimately yeah. to finally have everything that he wanted when he was Anakin. Yeah. To have the people that he loves near him and be in control. Because yeah. even when Anakin was good, he wanted to control things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 I believe Vader in Jedi when he says, it's it's too late for me now. It's great delivery. He's so sad. It's great delivery. It's like me when talking about dating. Um, <laughs> it's too late for me now. But um, I believe him. I, I believe that there's still conflict, but it's a self-loathing woe is me. I'm stuck in this iron lung, kid. Don't worry about it. You know? Yeah. Um, listen to the emperor. Trust me. This is the only way. I, I, still, I, I still think the good springs up when it springs up. Yeah. I don't like the special edition with him screaming, no. No. When, when the Emperor's about to die. And I've lost track. I don't even know if that's in the most, most recent I version. I think, I it's think it is, maybe. Blu-ray, I don't know. God bless it. It's there, though. It's, yeah. He walks blinking as well. Um, <laughs> no. But let's just say there's a graphic novel version of the trilogy they put out. Yeah. I wouldn't mind borderline on being cheesy, but I've I have faith in what they've done in the Marvel comics or some of the flashbacks. In that moment, what is he seeing in his mind when he watches Luke? Is it just, oh, my son's being hurt? Yeah. I can't imagine that just did it. It has to, because it's been established, tie back to Padme. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean... He's I, watching Padme die again, in my mind. Yeah, I think so. And in his mind, I think, in a way, Palpatine killed Padme because yeah. he manipulated him, yep. separated uh, the yeah. two of them, and then, you know... Ha- 
lied to him. Lied to him. You, about exactly. You did it. Yeah. So then that, that, that moment of like, well, if I just stand there, then Palpatine will finally be right and I will have yeah. personally killed my loved one. Yeah. If I don't do anything about it. And I also think that just on a deep sort of emotional level, that idea that the good side of the force is being selfless. Mm-hmm. So that there are many times where Vader would, has always wanted to kill Palpatine. It's part of the rule. He resents Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that he'd love to just kill him. But I like to believe like a, in that moment, Vader says, I'm not killing him so I can be with my son mm-hmm. because of, the selfish version of attachment. I'm killing him just to save my son, and I don't care what happens to me. Yeah. And then that's the moment where he truly becomes good because the act is truly selfless. Right. Whereas everything he does when he goes evil is to save Padme. Yeah. But it's because he doesn't want to lose, pa- lose Padme. Yeah. Not just to save her. It's a complete giving up of self in that moment. That, 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 that's, that's why he, I think, is redeemed. Yeah. That's why he's a force ghost. No yeah. No matter what age he sh- appears as a force ghost. <laughs> no matter how is. creepy his smile is as a force ghost. <laughs> Jason Winkworth, that's a great question. Yeah, that's, that's a we very have, deep one. We have a couple more, but with, again, that's why we say we love this. You can go to Facebook, you can go to Twitter, follow us at Force Center Pod, hashtag Force Center, and these these questions, uh, we love it. You're part of the conversation out there. We got a couple more, Joseph. Yeah, so we got a super creepy weird one, and then we got another good sincere one. So we'll do the creepy one, and we'll end on the sincere one. Love it. Uh, Van Myers, uh, a pal of mine from back in my Minnesota days, at my fan sanity, says, does Emperor Palpatine engage in any sort of sexual activity... <laughs> <laughs> and if so, do you dare to imagine it? So that's a two-parter, a two-hander, if you will. Uh, <laughs> Good. Good. Rise. Give uh, in to my thrust. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I guess, man, I have imagined Yep, yep. It's too, so you've answered the first part. So you dare, we dare to imagine. We dare to imagine. Uh, so what do you think? I, I, want, I want to hear your take first. Do you think, he, uh, do you think he's a sexual being, old Sheev Palpatine? I don't think he is now. Okay. Or after the transition. Um, because the, the, I'm trying to tie it. You could go Catholic priest-like where it is, but then you could turn it dark where he's, you know, does bad things behind closed doors yeah. and, and anything like that. That's, that's Game of thrones to me, which is, is sadly too true to the real world. Yeah, and Star Wars has a kind of romance where that yeah, thing doesn't happen. I think he has given up... Those kind of things. I think when he's alone, he's scheming, he's dreaming, and and he's and he's in a, in a state of uh, uh, meditation. I, I I think that's why uh, the imperial dignitaries are there. I think they're his his spiritual guide guidance and leaders. Okay, which makes me wonder how much they know about the the dark side of the force, the force itself. That's kind of an interesting sub thing that we could dive into. So I think he's one of those people. Again, I'll go to a Game of Thrones reference where Varys the Spider, uh, who's a eunuch is uh, not uh, swayed by the simple passions of, yeah. of uh, when uh, when um, the Red Viper asks him, you know, I thought you were into boys. Uh, no. Oh, I thought, oh, I, my apologies. I didn't know you were into girls. I'm into neither. I'm into into moving forward my strategy and yeah. moving forward power and all that kind of stuff. That's the emperor to me. Yeah. So after the whole thing in, in Sith, uh, I think it's that. But, <laughs> but. Palpatine Sheev the man on Naboo. Oh. 
I absolutely believe there's something there. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're colored by having read uh, the Darth Sidious book, where we get to not canon now, but we a lot of elements are. But we get to see Chief Palpatine. Palpatine is a dashing young man. Yeah, right, uh, a, a senator and somebody who is hobnobbing, and uh, that is one definitely one of the ways that he could have made alliances yeah. is by having some dalliances with some young ladies or even some young men or right. some young aqualish mm-hmm. uh, i'm sure True. it all works yeah some young rodians uh yeah. so yeah so i like your separation between uh palpatine the man and darth sidious the sith yeah. lord here's my take Ooh, i think yeah. that yeah turn I the think. lights down low <laughs> get a little a snifter of whiskey and get ready to be creeped out by joseph scrimshaw um I like this idea that passion is a part of the dark side mm-hmm. and that it's not just about evil and, and uh, machinations, yeah. but that uh, uh, I don't think this is going to be super gross. <laughs> I don't think Palpatine ever touches himself. I don't think yeah. Palpatine has physical relations right. with, I don't think the emperor's royal guards robes come off and they have sure. a little uh, a Sith party. I don't think right. uh, that happens. <laughs> I don't think Janice Grijatis, one of his advisors there, <laughs> takes off the purple hat and there's something underneath on his head. Like, yeah. I don't think any weird yeah. uh, actual sex stuff happens. I think, I think he is aroused by power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's to almost sexual level. And I think it's gross, but I think mm-hmm. if you want to interpret it that way, there are little moments of Ian McDermott's performance mm-hmm. where he seems almost turned on by the power and the evil sure. around him. Like, when he's in Sith, those scary scenes where he is talking about how powerful Darth Vader is going to be. Yeah. And when he is saying rise, it sounds like he is talking to Vader and to himself. (laughs) He's saying, you will be strong. He's he's getting so into it. And it's this kind of almost pseudo-sexual. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've promised not to touch my own body, but I'm going to get really excited about the idea of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. Look, there's sex in Star Wars. We just we just don't see it because of uh, how it's marketed. But yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, and maybe maybe that's a tenant of the Sith of like, yeah. well, don't reproduce, don't have children, and that's part of the reason they're so angry all the time. <laughs> could be, yeah, it could be. And I, I like your idea that it's that there's passion, uh, that, that that there's all great things to enjoy in life, and the Jedi don't allow that. Yeah, they don't. They stop that. Um, doesn't uh, you know? You could interpret that. Hey, Jedi just say don't love. Yeah. Um, but uh, go out and have some fun, Obi-Wan. But, uh, yeah, uh, so there could be something to that. I, again, I don't think currently. Yeah. But I think in his day. So I think the basic answer is we dare to imagine. We dare to talk about it <laughs> and share it, put it on the Internet. This is going on the dark web, this episode. <laughs> some creepy shit. Uh, so our final question is from Lloyd with a great Twitter handle, at LaughOutLloyd. <laughs> Love it. Who asks, uh, I think a good kind of solid question, uh, would Anakin have turned if Qui-Gon had survived on Naboo and was able to train him? This question pops up sometimes. Yeah, Even and he's has, just, hashtag it Spotlight Star Wars, so by all means, you, oh, you no, jump, I, I jump love it. it. I love it. I love it. Uh, uh, I don't think I could... Uh, there's, there's Spotlight Star Wars questions I don't answer because I need your help. Um <laughs> Uh, it's it's a good kind of age-old Star Wars fan question mm-hmm. of what would have happened. And it goes to another discussion we had with the wonderful John Roca about destiny and the will of the Force and the way of yeah. the Force and what is predetermined, what is happens because of actions uh, inside the Star Wars story. So from that, you could argue that, nope, this was supposed to happen 
and it happened the way it was supposed to happen. Yeah. And maybe even Qui-Gon knew. I don't think he planned on dying. No. Not in that moment, by all means. But, uh, you know, it could be one of those things of, uh, I've got to take this kid. It, this is uh, my calling, my destiny, and it's going to end badly for yeah. me. I don't think he took Anakin thinking he'd become a Sith, by any means. But um, So I kind of looked at that this was going to happen. Um, but I also think... and. Uh, Stop me if I'm wrong, Joseph, but, you know, mm-hmm. Qui-Gon was a little bit of a rebel Jedi. Yeah. Would Qui-Gon had, have stayed in the Jedi Order if he saw what was about to happen or if he saw what was happening? Yeah. That's a, yeah, I, I think it is one of the great parts of The Phantom Menace and mm-hmm. one of the things that makes it worthwhile to me to start with super young Anakin mm-hmm. is clearly if Qui-Gon had lived, Anakin would have felt loved. Yeah. He wouldn't have felt, like, the coldness in not being sure what Obi-Wan thinks, not being sure what Yoda and the Jedi Council thinks. So I think that Anakin would have grown up feeling much more nurtured and loved. I think Qui-Gon might have taken him away from the Jedi Mm -hmm. Council, broken away from the Jedi, like you Mm -hmm. said. Mm -hmm. Maybe even gone uh, and rescued uh, Shmi. Yeah. But I do like the ultimate story that this is his destiny. Whatever the prophecy of being the Chosen One means, Mm -hmm. there are these points that have to happen where he's going to help bring down the Jedi Mm. Um, that maybe uh, Qui-Gon and Anakin go off alone and Anakin so feels so nurtured and loved that he uh, falls to those sort of emotional mm-hmm. uh, uh, traps that he falls into yeah. anyway yeah. and uh, just in a very different way. Yeah, you know, yeah, let's say he becomes so attached to him as a father figure and then Qui-Gon is thrown out of the Jedi Order or hey, pack your things, Anakin, we're leaving. Right. You know, then then Anakin starts to turn on the Jedi Order in his mind because what are you doing to this person I love? This is my father figure. And then Palpatine's like, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I still think it would have ended up in the same. Yeah, I think that is the story of Star Wars, but I think it's such a great and fascinating question and such a great part of The Phantom Menace that he is clearly much warmer and a, a better father yeah. figure. We set off alarms every time you say the phrase, the great part of The Phantom Menace, or a great <laughs> I know. part. I love it, though, but I love it. And that's, hey, if, you, if you're kind of newer to the show because you found us through other ways, uh, we have a, a different take on the prequels than other places. Um, and, uh, you know, again, doesn't mean we think uh, they aren't what they are. You just got to push past a lot of not great dialogue, a, some stiff acting, and there's stuff burbling under the surface. Yeah, it is there. If you really want to love and appreciate the full scope of the Star Wars story, uh, that's what we do. We got some great questions from uh, Jason, Kirk, Van, Lloyd. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, but we're going to draw to a close this edition of the Force Center show here on the Force Center Podcast Network uh, and podcast feed. You can find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. You can find me at Ken Napsuck across all social media platforms. And Joseph, they can follow your adventures as well. That's right. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw and you can find out all sorts of information about all of my live shows, my other podcast obsessed on my website josephscrimshaw.com. Absolutely. And as always, this podcast is available on Podomatic, which we love and we love their support that uh, they house our show and uh, send it off to other areas. That's where our RSS feed comes from. So we love Podomatic. If you're not uh, following them, they have an app. You can listen to our show on there. We are on Stitcher as well. Um, Still trying to get some stuff going with Google. I've quite frankly got lazy with it because it was hard (laughs) and difficult to get on there and I, uh, like an old person, just put down the iPad. You made that noise that Han Solo makes the Princess lay on the bridge in Endor and said, ah. Uh, 
but we're still working on that. And uh, um, probably, hopefully at the time that you are listening, we are on YouTube as well. That's growing. We've got to work out some yep. stuff there. So uh, we're going to be re-releasing uh, some stuff there as well. Not full video yet, um, but uh, just putting our shows out there. But the final thing, the podcast, we, we mentioned on the last Four Center, Joseph, but iTunes. Yes. We are on iTunes, and uh, we, as always, need your help. That's right. We would love to get as many uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes as possible. It helps a ton to get us bumped up higher on the lists of iTunes podcasts, which means more people will discover us. If more people will discover us, we'll get more fun opportunities. The podcast the landscape is always changing. We love all the uh, other Star Wars shows, but Ken and Jennifer and I and all of our other frequent guests, we want to get invited to conventions. <laughs> we want to be seen as people who have sway in Star Wars land, and we have, we're so lucky to have such a strong and loyal fan base in order to get us to take those next steps. Yeah. We need those five-star ratings and some glowing reviews on mm-hmm. iTunes. So if you could help us out and put a few on there that would be amazing it's, it's not like mr itunes goes through and just checks off how many reviews you have that helps but again it's an algorithm thing we talked yep. about it last time and it's uh it's behind the wall but it is it is stuff that's important and and we like to hear from you and by all means if you have suggestions things you'd like to hear or see uh, us do uh whether it be live you want us to come to certain conventions yeah. or things on the show segment ideas we really believe that this is a forum for you out there to celebrate Star Wars with us. So we're open to that too as well, Joseph. Yeah, the next time that John Boyega or someone else from Star Wars tweets, what podcast should I go on? We want people to say that one that's got all these great ratings and reviews on iTunes. And to that, there was someone who did on Twitter say, uh, this is the podcast you're looking for, John, because like the resistance, it, it is small, but it is it is, uh, it is is mighty, and it's got a great purpose. <laughs> that's uh, right. They tied us to the Rebel Alliance and the resistance, and I loved it. Yeah, a lot uh, of great suggestions yeah. for us, so thank you for that. Uh, so that is the show for this week. Uh, we'll be back, uh, hopefully Jennifer soon, so we can get the entire story on her Target commercial and other guests as well. So that is Force Center for today. We thank you so much. Until next time. Uh, Be careful that Sheev guy. You don't know what he's got going on underneath that robe. We'll see you next time.